My name is Alicia Donnell, and welcome to Winging It. This episode is called The Physiology of Bird Wings, Sound or No Sound. We all know birds are great creatures to study and watch, but there is more than meets the eyes when it comes to these groups of avians, right, Eric? Absolutely. In this podcast, we're going to cover how different variations of bird feathers can produce sound and even cancel sound to fly silently. But before we begin, I want you guys to listen to the sound clip I'm about to play. Let me know if you guys can hear anything. Did you guys hear anything? It's okay if you didn't, because that was actually an owl flying just inches away from sensitive microphones. They're so quiet, it's virtually impossible to hear them. But before we start, we need to know a little bit about the physiology of bird feathers. Birds have different types of feathers located all around their body, and each have a specific function. Feathers provide insulation, camouflage, flight, display, and are waterproof. But let's take a closer look at each feather type. Rimages or wing feathers of a bird are asymmetric, specialized for flight, and are characterized by their uniform windproof surface. Rectrices, also known as tail feathers, are used for precision steering in flight. There are six pairs of feathers on each tail, and their microstructure is very similar to that of wing feathers. Contour feathers are what covers a bird's entire body. They consist of waterproof tips that can either be colorful for display or drab for camouflage. Semi-plume feathers are beneath other feathers and contain a central rachis, but they have no hooks. This gives them a fluffy insulating structure. Down feathers are similar to semi-plume, but they have a looser structure and help to trap body heat. So now that we're familiar with the structure, it leads us to the question, how can some birds create sound with their wings and others be completely silent with theirs? Well, to answer this, we're going to take a look at the barn owl. And the clubbed winged mannequin. Birds have many feathers that are used for many special reasons. However, we want to focus on the parts of a feather that help birds to produce sound or not. Within each of these feathers, there is a rachis, barb, and barbule. The rachis is the central control shaft of a feather. The barbs are the branching parts that help to form the smooth vein surface of a feather and the barbules are the little hooks hanging off of the barb that help to interlock the feathers. On the clubbed winged mannequin, the adaptation which allows for them to produce sound is located on their rachis. The clubbed winged mannequin is able to move its wings in a way to where they can make sound. They have an adaptation in their feathers that allows them to sing when they are rubbed together. This motion is called wing knocking. The wing knocking also sets into motion other movements of the feathers that we don't see. This stimulates the club-shaped feathers at just the right frequency for them to make sound. This clubbed winged feather is a result of an adaptation to the rachis portion of the feather. As they knock together, a third specialized feather next to the two club-shaped ones gets activated. This tapered pick-like feather slides and rubs against a set of seven ridges on one of the club feathers. 
The back and forth motion of the knocking causes a catch and slip between the two feathers, seven times going in and seven times going out for a total of 14 times, ultimately totaling 107 wing knocks per second. This stimulates the special feathers at 1500 cycles per second, allowing them to produce sound. Now that we know how it works, let's hear it. You've heard from me and Eric about some of the special features and adaptations birds have when it comes to their feather structure, but why not hear it from a professional too? Eric has had the opportunity to sit down and interview one of his coworkers, Elizabeth Heiss. She's a graduate from Lees McCray University studying wildlife biology. She's also a rehab specialist at Carolina Waterfowl Rescue. Let's tune in to what she and Eric had to discuss. Eric, uh, how do you believe evolution played a role uh, to create the sound that the mannequin is able to make with its wings? So basically, the club wing males will sit in a lek, L-E-K, or a group of the guys just kind of sitting and waiting for a female to pass by. And since you're in a big group, it's really hard to show off your physical attributes because you'll be pushing each other over and all of the above. So basically, they started using sound as a way to get females' attention. Um, so when you're the loudest in a group, you're going to get picked. Um, however, there is a detriment to this in natural selection just because the bones had to become denser for this for that really good control for that to hit each other the way that it does um so because of that they can't fly they're not very fast paced like the females are and as a result the males actually don't help raising the young yeah uh so can you think of any of the birds any other birds who have the ability to make sounds with their wings similar to the club wing mannequin so from the research that I did, um, from what I can tell, only the mannequin species are able to make that noise. Um, there's a lot of different species and not all of them have the ability, um, but only the mannequins are the ones that have been reported to make noise that way. Yeah. So owls are ambush hunters. They can create little to no sound as they fly through the air. It's important to know that anytime air moves, there's always a sound that's produced. So for birds, flapping their wings typically generates the most sound. But in owls, their wings are long and they have a relatively small body. This allows them to easily glide far distances without having to flap their wings. More than just that, they do have specialized structures on their feathers that are capable of muffling the sound that's generated by their flight. I was able to sit down with Elizabeth a little bit longer and talk to her about some of the structures of owls. We can listen into what she has to say here. So what about the owl makes them virtually silent when they're flying? So on an owl, the barbules are very fluffy. They will pull away from each other and it allows the sound to be absorbed by all their feathers. So if you look at the side of say a crow feather, it'll look like somebody had cut it with scissors or something. It'll be a very sharp edge. Whereas an owl, the side of it will be very feathered. Um, there'll be little pieces sticking out and that allows the air and the sound to go into the feathers and into their body feathers as well. So that's why when you look at them, uh, their main body feathers are much fluffier looking than say a red-tailed hawk. Um, and that's just helping allow with the um, sound absorption. Yeah. Uh, so are there any other birds that have similar structures like the owl that make them silent? When they're flying? Yeah, so there is a group of birds called frog mouths. Um, they look a lot like an owl. They adapted to a similar type of area. 
um, so they look and have same adaptations as one. Um, however, it's a reverse, basically, for the frog mouth. They have developed the silent flight as a way to elude predators where the owl was, so because they are the predator and they don't want their prey to hear them coming. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for letting me interview you. As you can see, birds are amazing creatures. They are capable of great feats, ones that we didn't even know were possible. There is so much to take and appreciate from these avian creatures. Who knows what else we will be able to find out in the future. All right, guys. So this has been our podcast about the physiology of bird feathers and how they're able to produce or inhibit sounds. Thank you guys for joining.